And welcome back to the Focus 365 Academy podcast slash YouTube channel. I am so glad that you are here. Thank you so much for blessing me to listen to this. This is a dream come true for me. This is something that I have been super shy in the past to launch, but I am the happiest when I am teaching and helping others. I love God's word and he has transformed my life in so many ways I can't even count. And I am so grateful. That's why I am giving it back as much as I possibly can, can using my life experiences to help you grow, to help you overcome, to help you win and live each day in victory and walk on water when it comes to living a Christian life. Now, the last video slash podcast, we were just going over verses one and two in 2 Timothy chapter one. And in this podcast, we are going into section two, which is only verses three through five. If you'd like to read along with me, we're going to start in verse three and we're going to go to verse five, but we're going to do one verse at a time. As you know, I love to go verse by verse, section by section, because I love the Focus 365 Academy platform to be a resource for you to be able to come and find out exactly what does this verse mean? What does this section mean? And I spend hours and hours figuring things out and knowing who they are and flipping pages when, come on, as you know, it is very difficult to find the time, the hours to pour into what the Bible actually deserves. And sometimes I feel bad because I wish I even had more time, but here I am bringing it to you. So let's get started. In verse three, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3 says, I thank God whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Wow, we think, okay, well, that's so simple. Let's go on to the next one. No, 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 no. There are four parts that I have highlighted that we are going to talk about really quick. Now, remember, this is Paul, our author, writing a letter to Timothy. Timothy is his disciple. Paul, in this letter, while he was writing it to strengthen, empower, and encourage Timothy, Paul was in a jail cell, and his days were numbered. This is Paul's last letter that he had written. He wrote 13 letters in the Bible. Now, he kicks off by saying, I thank God whom I serve. Two declarations here. Number one is, I thank God. It reflects his lifestyle of gratefulness. So my question for you is, do you wake up saying, I thank God for another day. I thank God for my car. I thank God for my family. I thank God for my health. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. Or do we doubt God? And honestly, being truthful to exactly how you respond to this question it's okay because when we have doubts and we are unsure then we need to ask we need to educate ourselves we need to learn and we need to grow but not having these conversations not okay because you go nowhere you stay the same and God wants to empower you he wants to grow you to be incredible right he has a, a, a huge purpose and an anointing over your life but that won't happen until you get your heart, your mind, and soul straight. So here we are already learning a characteristic of Paul that
that he lives a lifestyle of gratefulness. And then he says, whom I serve. I thank God whom I serve. So again, an action step declaring who he is and how he lives his life. So he says, God is who I serve. So someone comes in, tries to give me this junk and I'm like, interesting, but no, I serve only God. Nope, I will not bow down to you, only to Jesus Christ. Can we declare that? Can we know the difference? Do you have discernment to know the counterfeit that's out there? Or are you uncertain because you don't have time and you don't invest in the word of God? Well, forget all that. Let's learn from Paul and let's just be. It's okay if you don't know all the knowledge, but it's a heart. Um, it's a heart condition. When you know who you serve, and maybe that's all you know, I believe in a Jesus Christ. That's it. Okay, we can work with that. I wake up every day grateful because I know this Jesus Christ, although I don't know all the stories and the parables and the scriptures. I don't know where anything is in the Bible, but I live every day so grateful. God can work with that. He loves that. Imagine if everybody that you know just wakes up saying, I serve Jesus Christ and I am grateful. Man, I want to be around those people every single day, right? But unfortunately, it's not like that. And then it goes comma. And then it says, as my ancestors did. I love this because the importance of those who passed down the faith. It's a reflection of that remembrance, remembering that before you were even born, there are those passing down, fighting to preserve, sharing God's word, going through it, just like Paul. We must always honor and respect, just like we're doing right now for Paul. We're listening to his story. He's in a jail cell. He's writing a letter to Timothy. When you, If you knew you were about to die, would you be writing a letter of hope to someone you care about? Or would, would you be crying? Would you be in fear? Would you be like, oh my God, how do I get out of this? Instead of saying, forget all that. I know who I am in Christ. And I'm going to take my darkest day and I'm going to pen some information that is going to be useful to preserve God's word. So he's saying, I'm doing it like my ancestors. So this I love because I'm thinking, hey, I want to be one of those ancestors that preserved the word and passed it down. Just like maybe my mom tried to teach me and her mom tried to teach. And okay, let's say you don't have a mom that invested in you or a grandparent that invested in you. The Bible is investing in you. It's saying those who have ears to hear, this is for you. If you're resonating with what I'm saying, your ancestors are Paul, the Johns, the Lukes the Abrahams, all the believers, because we are a family when it comes to the body of Christ. Then it says, with a clear conscience, boy, have you ever did something maybe not so great or said something not so great and you try to go to sleep and can't, right? It's really hard because we have that, that uh, subconscious that is just not clear. And we're like, man, I, I can't relax. But here, Paul is saying, I have a clear conscience. Like, I have no doubts. Now, I'm about to die. I'm in jail. I've been persecuted. I've, my whole life has been transformed. I go and I'm looking for the Gentiles to, to um, do what God has called me to do. I get pushed back sometimes. I've got the Pharisees on my case doubting me, saying, hey, you used to kill Christians, and now you don't. I've got people who don't understand. And this guy is saying, I have a clear conscience. I want what Paul has, don't you? 
don't we want this clear conscience? So how do we do that? We do that, first of all, by understanding truly what Jesus did on the cross. That's what rewards a clear conscience. Then it says, as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers, night and day, focused on Jesus Christ, focused on prayer, focused on connecting with Christ, beginning in the morning and in the evening, because that is how we should live. Focus 365. You get it? Focus 365. You see where I'm getting it from? But here's the deal. Jesus is focused on us 365. Boom. He doesn't take a break, but we should take a break. No, then it's not fair. And we love fair and we love Jesus because he's so fair. Now, the things that we don't understand in due season as we spend time with him, he begins to help us understand. So I really don't need to know everything right now because I'm activating my faith and just trusting that the Bible is true. So remember, I say, whoa, Paris, you already went too far and you lost me. Okay, great. Let's go back to the beginning. What's the beginning? I thank God whom I serve. Just wake up every day saying, I thank God whom I serve. That's all. Just know who you are at any level, at any capacity, at any measurement. Start there as a way of life. Now, the observations we talked about, but a couple of the applications we talked about also, but let me just reiterate just a little bit. Number one, living in a grateful spirit all day. Can you do that? I try to do that. Number two, believing in Jesus Christ without a doubt. Number three, respect for all those that are studying, teaching, passing down the word of God. They are preserving it for you and your grandkids and those coming. Number four, a deep understanding of what God did on the cross and surrendering our lives to him is where we can guarantee that clear conscience. Just, just taking time to think about it helps clean out the junk and begins to seep into our soul as he cleanses who we are and gets rid of old patterns and creates new ones. And number five, just including Jesus in everything we do. Remember, we, like, like Paul says, in keeping with the word, right? We get up and we, we make an intentional effort to bring Jesus into our life. But Jesus is with us 365. He, he's, he doesn't have to remind himself who we are and what's going on in our life. So can I get an amen from that? I mean, wow, right? That's the God who we serve. This is the God who we worship and we celebrate. Oh, so awesome. Verse four, recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. Right, a simple, nice verse that maybe you can find on a hallmark or handwrite it to someone. But let's think about a little bit what he's actually saying. He's saying, recalling your tears. Jesus Christ is sensitive to our tears. Actually, knowing this is what helps me get through those times where I did cry and I do cry because I know he's with me and he's sensitive to every tear. And then as I get better and I forget and I move on to the next thing that maybe brings me tears, 
he, re he recalls every moment that we were together and I was pouring out my heart to him saying, help me, help my kids, you know, help my wife. Recalling your tears. So this is Paul saying it to Timothy, but it's a reflection of, of our relationship with Christ also. So it's so cool. And it makes me have such an awe and respect for Paul because he's doing it. He's being that reflection of Christ, taking on the image of Christ. And then it says, I long to see you. Jesus longs to see us, speak with us, pray with him. As he says over and over, I prepare a place for you. And he wants our eyes, our mind, our, our mind, our heart, our soul focused on eternity, right? He wants us to focus on the eternal, not what's happening, not the circumstances of our life right now. So think of Jesus saying, I long to see you. Now, let's put it in just day to day. What if you have a good friend or somebody that, you know, you care about and they're like, man, I long to see you. I just want to be with you. Or the holidays just pass. It's like, I can't wait to come and spend the holidays with you. I can't wait to spend time. It's like, I love to hear that. Like someone's excited to come and see me, spend the holiday with me, spend time with me. That feels so good, right? It's the same thing. God is like, I just, I really cherish the time that you spend with me. And then it says, so that I may be filled with joy. So this is Paul talking to Timothy saying, man, it brings me joy just to be with you. I long to see you. And then when I see you, it brings me joy. It brings me happiness. It's not, oh, I can't wait till you come in when we go like to Disneyland or do something fun together. It's that thing that brings joy. No, it's just your presence. It's, it's you being present. It's you being near me. That's what brings me joy. So now think about it. God, Jesus talking to you and me. Think about him saying, I just, man, I long to see you in my life to talk to you while you're journaling, while you're praying, while you're worshiping, right? While you're studying and it brings him joy. And when it brings him joy, you know what happens? The joy downpours into you. And sometimes have you felt, and I know I felt this, where things are chaotic and it's like, what the heck is happening in my life right now? But somehow I have this sense, this joy where maybe I'm going through something and it's like, oh my God, it makes no sense. I should not be calm right now. Yet the joy of the Lord brings that calm. And so there's that intimacy, that quiet space. And that's the exchange during those times. Because sometimes people say, I don't have any time to do that. That sounds great. And maybe I rush or I make sure to, you know, take a minute and write down my, the things that I'm thankful for. But when you rush it and you're not intimate in it, you don't just stop the world. You miss out on the downpouring of the joy. So yes, continue to do it, but add on how important and precious this time is with Jesus. So the spiritual applications in regards to, th to this verse is Paul here is saying, Timothy, I remember your pain. I remembered when you shared and were vulnerable with me. And he's saying, I didn't forget. I know you're not talking about it, but I remember. And I'm still praying into it. And it's 
and I look forward to seeing you, despite that thing that maybe makes Timothy a little embarrassed. He's like, no, the fact that you open your heart to me, I cherish it. I honor it. I can't wait to see you. And then he says, when, when we are together, we already have the connection. It's not starting over. It's coming together and we just, we're just enjoy. Like we enjoy each other. Whether we say something, we don't say anything, we catch up. It's that joy. It's that being content. It's knowing the value of each day because there's so much joy that you can give to somebody when you care about them and show care by communicating with them. And sometimes you just need someone to care about you. So you could, you can be the Paul that's giving that joy, that care, that love, or you can be in a season where you need that receiving. You need, you're in the Timothy where I need to be encouraged right now. I'm not, I'm not lost in the faith. I just need reminders. I need that encouragement. So all that from this verse, that is amazing, right? That's just verse four in section two. I mean, second Timothy chapter one, verse four. And now here's the last verse for this podcast. And that is verse five. It says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you. So in my Bible, I've highlighted the first part, reminded of your sincere faith. Sincere faith. How do we get sincere faith? Gotta be legitimate. We gotta truly think about it. It's not buying a Hallmark card that somebody else wrote the words. It's you actually sitting down and writing something special about this person. Those are the best cards, right? Taking the time being truthful, thinking, meditating, because you want that person who receives it to experience joy, the actual love and appreciation. So it's in that sincerity. Again, it's a heart condition. It's slowing down and taking the time to think about it and not rush God, not rush love. The second part is first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. Wow. This, again, acknowledging the family of those who were to preserve God's word and pass it down. So when you think of those people who are investing in you, the best gift is to listen, understand it, learn. And in the right time, as God brings people in your life, acknowledge those who have passed it down and then do the same. Be the, be the Eunice and um, the, the grandmother, Lois and Eunice in people's life. Now, if you're a real grandmother and a real mother, hey, like me, that's great. You pass it down, all right? We want that for our children. But we are mothers and grandfathers to, and grandparents to the body of Christ. So it's expanding your family just to those in need because doesn't God want us to love others like we love ourselves? So we say, oh no, I just want to preserve this for my family. Well, okay, but we want to teach them also to grow because trust me, there is, if you spend the time 
and help others, God is going to take care of your family. There's stories over and over again, and I've got many of them in the Focus 365 platform that talk about this and how you are not wasting time or doing something for someone else, but then you should be doing it for your family. If you do anything for God, God takes care of you, period. But it's not being fake about it. It's being sincere in your faith. So working on that sincerity, that's really what this chapter is about is saying, hey, remember, remember your grandma's sincere heart pulling on his heart. Remember your mom pulling on his heart. Remember that time we spent together pulling on his heart. Remember investing in you, Timothy? Oh, and it's like stirring up that love. Because sometimes when you're away from your mentor, like life was normal and suddenly, you know, there's change. Paul is now in jail and he's on his own and he's getting a letter and he's like, everything is different now. Yes, I was on fire, but Paul was with me. And now I have to carry the, the torch. So we can have doubts when we feel like things have changed. And because of that, because of that circumstance, we no longer know what to do. So Paul is saying, I don't need to be with you. You do know what to do. And I love you. And I am going to remind you, not come and save you because you only glow when I'm beside you. No, he is saying, I am reminding you because you can do it, Timothy. And I want you to do it, Timothy. And I believe in you, Timothy. So at the end where he says, now lives in you, he's like, I've never doubted you. Why would I invest all of this love and support? Don't forget that. And you are surrounded by those that believe in you and love you. So this verse, the spiritual applications from verse five are sincerity is the key ingredient when it comes to faith. Faith is something we do, but it is connected to the heart. And we can't fake that. We can fake it to people, but you can't fake it with God, period. And it's, we're talking sincere from all your heart. And if you need help with that, reach out to me. <laughs> Number two, acknowledging how you come to know Jesus. This is thanking the grandmother, the mother, those that have invested in you. Who are those people? Just in your heart, just say, wow. When I wasn't listening, I guess I was kind of listening, or maybe I should have listened. It's that thought that brings sincerity. You don't even have to go out and make a phone call and do these things and then have conversations that can go any direction. It has nothing to do with that. It begins with you and your sincerity and what you're trying to accomplish, which is trying to be sincere and really being thankful. It's the beginning. It's setting that seed to grow and water. The true gift is to have Jesus live in you. So here we have Paul, sorry, we have Paul saying, now lives in you. So if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I can say, now Jesus lives in you. Your ancestors is the Paul, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, right? Noah, Abraham, all these people. And now it's passed down to you. So I'm here to say, wow, let's, per, let's preserve the word. Let's learn. 
Let's learn the lessons that Paul is sharing and go out and be strong in the faith. But it starts before you can go out, you have to go inward. If you forgot what I just said, <laughs> if you need my notes, if you want to know what to highlight, if you want to go deeper, Focus 365 members receive a truth and dare challenge. It's the Focus 365 truth and dare challenge. It takes this lesson and gives you a truth of something to meditate on and a dare, an action step. I dare you to make a change in your life. And it's there, like Paul, to teach you. It's that life coaching piece to help you learn how to apply this lesson in first your identity and build your relationship with Christ in the workplace, how to interact with others. And how does this lesson apply there? Your past, how to make sense of it. The Holy Spirit, how to be led by God and your daily relationships, how to be a blessing, how to look for opportunity, how to feel that you do have purpose and how to learn. Because first you have to be convinced if you want more please go to focus365.com and check out the, the membership. It's super cheap and the first month is free and be a part of my community and let's grow together. Thank you for watching and I'll see you in the next podcast.